When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Welcome to Pod Save America. I'm John Favreau. I'm John Lovett. And with us today, we have Editor-in-Chief of Cricket Media, Brian Boitler. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. Um, we are doing a special Moscow on the Potomac edition <laughs> of uh, Pod Save America today, uh, thanks to the Buzz- BuzzFeed story that broke last night. I'll tell you guys, so <clears throat> I did a forum at the Hammer Museum in L.A. about the 2018 elections that Shaniqua McClendon, our political director, put together, and about to go on stage last night, and I see in our Slack channel Michael Martinez send the story about the BuzzFeed thing, and I just saw the headline, and I was like, ooh, that <laughs> seems like a big deal, and then there's a two-hour event, <laughs> and I leave, and I just look at Twitter, and it's like, bah, do an emergency pod, <laughs> so now we're doing an emergency pod. Is this the first ever emergency pod? Uh, maybe. 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 So We've re- it was I'm one so of our New Year's resolutions. To do more emergency pods. Um, okay, so here's what happened. Let's start here. During a confirmation hearing earlier this week, Senator Lindsey Graham asked Attorney General nominee William Barr whether it would be a crime if, quote, the president tried to coach somebody not to testify or testify falsely. Barr's answer, which he repeated again when asked a similar question by Senator Amy Klobuchar, was yes. Then, last night, Jason Leopold and Anthony Cormier of BuzzFeed broke the following story. Here's the lead, quote, President Donald Trump directed his longtime attorney Michael Cohen to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump Tower in Moscow, according to two federal law enforcement officials involved in an an investigation of the matter. Trump also supported a plan set up by Cohen to visit Russia during the presidential (laughs) campaign in order to personally meet President Vladimir Putin and jumpstart the tower negotiations. Quote, make it happen, the sources said Trump told Cohen. (laughs) Uh, Brian, just to refresh everybody's minds... What do we already know for sure about the Trump Tower Moscow deal from both the previous BuzzFeed story by uh, Leopold and Cormier and uh, Mueller's sentencing memo? Right. So uh, I guess we should start at the at the at the beginning of the story, which is that initially uh, Trump and everyone around him denied that there were any contacts with anyone in Russia during the campaign at all. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's it was good. unequivocal. Very unequivocal. Um, that story evolved uh, when I, I believe it was Yahoo News, but it might have been BuzzFeed also revealed that there had been negotiations um, between the Trump Organization and Moscow about building a Trump Tower there. And this is where Michael Cohen put himself in, in jeopardy is that in order to like reduce the sense that maybe there was some kind of quid pro quo arrangement between the Trump campaign and Moscow, where where the Trump campaign promised policy spoils and in return 
Moscow delivered election assistance and maybe a, a Trump Tower. <laughs> a tower to boot. We'll help you win the election. We'll throw in a tower. <laughs> well, it's 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 uh, the election if you win, the tower if you lose. Yeah, right. yeah and, that's true. Uh, the BuzzFeed story suggests that the tower deal was going to be worth like $300 million yeah. to the Trump organization, which is bigger than any deal they've had going back decades. So Plus, it was, it, it oh, was a real inducement. That's interesting. Plus, I bet they don't. I don't think Trump Tower is like, I don't think you get Wi-Fi like with the hotel room. <laughs> I think you have to, I bet they're the, they're the kind of douchey hotels where you have to pay for the Wi-Fi. But this is the key. This is the key. And this is where Cohen put himself in jeopardy and thus, you know, put himself later in a position to incriminate Trump about uh, about pressuring him to, to lie to Congress under oath, is that to minimize the sense that there was some sort of illicit arrangement here, Cohen told Congress that this was a, this was a, you know, a nothing deal. We had some early conversations about it there might have been a letter of intent but it went nowhere and and you know this you know we stopped talking about it before the primaries were even over it's it it's not that big a deal turns out that the negotiations continued well into election season um and were much farther along than anyone let on including under oath and they involved not just trump but ivanka trump and donald trump jr um and so this is reportedly what Trump asked Cohen to lie about. Cohen's already been been charged, essentially. He confessed that he lied to Congress under oath. And Robert Mueller hinted in a, in a, a sentencing memo uh, last month. He said, basically, Cohen has been cooperating with us in good faith, including by telling us basically the provenance of this testimony that included the false statements about the Trump Tower Moscow deal. So Mueller was kind of hinting back in December that other people might have been involved in helping him craft whatever cover story he told Congress. Um, and now BuzzFeed is saying that that was at the direction of Trump himself. So basically, <clears throat> Cohen tells Congress, you know what? We had this, there was the potential deal with Russia for a Trump Tower thing, but it ended in, I think, January of uh, 16, yeah, right? That- and uh, Trump wasn't really involved, and the kids weren't really involved. Donald Trump Jr. testified to Congress, I was, quote, peripherally aware right. of this deal, right? And so no big deal, nothing happened. I didn't even really talk to them that much, whatever. And then we find out from Mueller's sentencing memo, so we know this is true, that Cohen lied about this, that they were talking about it well into the campaign, I think into June, mm-hmm. June of 2016, that also Michael Cohen had not just been talking with random Russians about a tower, but had communicated with the Russian government itself, including Putin's press secretary, I believe. Yeah. And so that's all uh, right. <laughs> and so there was a lot more contact. So and then this story that came out last night, how does this add to what we already know? What is the new information in the story? So this is that Trump, both that Trump uh, told Cohen to lie about mm-hmm. it and that Trump was willing to go to Moscow during the campaign and meet with Putin himself. <laughs> yeah. So that's been kind of floating in the background of all this is that is that <laughs> Michael Cohen was going to go uh, to Moscow first and but basically, you know, set up a, a future meeting between Trump and Putin that was going to happen when Putin visited New York for, for a meeting of the U.N. Um, th- that plan, I think, got scuttled because news broke in The Washington Post that uh, the DNC had been hacked and that, and that Russia was most likely behind it. <laughs> and so things got too hot, and so they... And so yeah, they that's a little too hot. And so, so, so they called it off. Um, uh, so what else new does this tell us? It tells us, well, uh, suborning perjury is a crime. Importantly, it is a crime that has formed the basis of impeachment for Richard Nixon and for Bill Clinton. So if it is substantiated by Congress that um, that Trump did tell Cohen to lie to Congress, um, they either have to follow the precedent that they set in in the Nixon era and in the Clinton era, or they have to kind of explain why Trump is 
different. And so, by the way, does William Barr, who may be attorney general, um, because he just said if if a president coaches someone to lie to Congress, it is a crime. It would be so Trump, by the way, to just withdraw Barr's nomination <laughs> now. Just, just be like, it, we have to, we he can't. should. <laughs> he should. Well, there was also that story that said Trump was caught off guard by how chummy Barr and Mueller were like, wait, they're friends. They hang out. Their wives are friends. What the fuck? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's even... not what I was. That's not <laughs> what I was bargaining for. So, Brian, you alluded to this uh-huh. in Mueller's sentencing memo of Cohen. He writes, Cohen provided relevant and useful information concerning his contacts with persons connected to the White House during the 2017-2018 period and described the circumstances of preparing and circulating his response to the congressional inquiries while continuing to accept responsibility for the false statements contained within it. So basically this means uh, Michael Cohen told us that about all the contacts he had with both the White House and people who helped him prepare his testimony to Congress about the Moscow Trump Tower, which we know is a lie. Why don't you think that the memo stated directly that Trump directed him to prepare the false testimony since Mueller did say, uh, the sentencing memo did say that um, Trump directed Cohen to lie about the payments, or the SDNY memo said that Trump directed Cohen to lie about the payments to the women, to Stormy Daniels and stuff like that. It's weird that in in the Mueller memo, he didn't make clear that Trump could be behind. Right. So I think the answer to the question is that if if he was going to make an allegation like that, that would be an allegation of a crime, just like in uh, in the SDNY, the Southern District of New York, charging documents for, for Cohen, they refer to individual one as having instructed Michael Cohen to make the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Um, and, and prosecutors just do not make criminal allegations outside of indictment. So this was Got a it. sentencing memo um, that was meant to suggest to a judge, you can be lenient with Michael Cohen because he's providing us useful information. To, to back that up, he can't say, and here are the crimes that we know happened. But what he can do is say, we got useful information about X, Y, and Z. He wouldn't put, Mueller would not have put anything in this sentencing memo that was irrelevant. Like, it's not useful to Mueller if Michael Cohen truthfully said, I wrote this testimony all by myself. Nobody coached me on it. Nobody helped me with it. Nobody <laughs> told me to lie to Congress. I spoke to people in the White House, and they were super honest with me about everything, and they told me, tell the truth, and I lied anyway. <laughs> right? Like, that would not be something that Mueller then went to a judge and said, look at how honest he was. Like, you, you can be lenient with him. The point of putting it in there is to suggest Cohen told us about more bad acts that happened around this testimony. And presumably, if Mueller does include this as part of whatever his report mm-hmm. is or whatever is to come, it, he will do so while substantiating yes. it. Yes. Because you see, because in, first of all, the BuzzFeed report doesn't just rely on Michael Cohen. Right. It relies in fact, on it, doesn't, mul- it doesn't rely on Michael Cohen right. at all, which is, it, it's funny because the Giuliani White House Fox News, right. and it's all the same response is, Michael Cohen is a liar. How could this story be? Yeah. Like anything Michael Cohen says, you can't trust because he's a liar. It's like, well, fine. Yeah. And then Jason Leopold who wrote the story was like, yeah, we didn't rely on Michael Cohen. In fact, I'd love to talk to Michael Cohen. Michael, you know my number. Please call me. We'd love to hear you for the story. Because they didn't they didn't rely on Michael Cohen. What they relied on is it said the special counsel's office learned about Trump's directive for Cohen to lie to Congress through interviews with multiple witnesses from the Trump organization yeah. and internal company emails, text messages, and a cache of other documents. Cohen then acknowledged those instructions during his interviews with Mueller. Right, this is so, important because 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 it, it, it that captures a lot though, right? That captures a very important moment in Michael Cohen's life. <laughs> it, but it, it, it's important on, on two fronts. One is that the claim in the story is that Mueller had 
Trump dead to rights on suborning perjury, and then Cohen confirmed it. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. So, so, so it's not just Mueller saying that Cohen told him this, and he's taking Cohen's word for it. And then the second point is that in reporting it, uh, BuzzFeed didn't rely, didn't go to Michael Cohen and say, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Mueller's got Trump dead to rights on, on obstruction of justice and suborning perjury. They got it from, from law enforcement sources and may, you know, may have confirmed it with Cohen subsequently, but they didn't source the story to Cohen. And, and uh, according to the story, Mueller isn't sourcing the allegation if it's to come uh, to Cohen either. He's got it from documents and from other witness testimony. And normally you'd say, well, presumably nobody would be so stupid as to put this kind of brazen criminality in email. And yet... Time and again, that is exactly what they do inside of the Trump organization. We have seen emails from the Trump children saying things like, no one can find out about it. If they do, they'll know it's fraud. Or uh, if it's later in the summer. Uh, yeah, I lo- it's if it's what you say, say, I love it. Especially, in especially later in the summer. So uh, these are people throughout the campaign. You know, one question I have is, and I'm wondering what you guys think of this. How much of what we are looking at is a group of people in way over their head who did not yes. believe that yeah, sure who did not believe Donald Trump would be president and saw the campaign as an opportunity to make money get a tower off the ground all right and get the most worth they could by giving Putin whatever they wanted in the platform Trump could be nice during the campaign and then they could build a tower and make some cash after the fact I mean one thing that I I always come back to is Michael Cohen's experience of working with the Russians mirrored Donald Trump's experience on the campaign I believe Michael Cohen's first attempt to reach out to the Russians was through a public press email. <laughs> His first attempt to get in contact with them was... I don't even know if it was the first attempt, but it was certainly a successful attempt. Because that, that was... He eventually... Someone responded to him and he talked to the... That and was the, the government. And, 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 so, but, but the it, Russian it, government, this guy... This is not some, like, low-level, like, assistant to the assistant. This isn't, like, this info no, at no, Russian no, government.com. But, but, no, the, but it was a... But he's, but he's reaching out blindly. Right. And seeing just how much being connected to Donald Trump can get him. And it turns out the closer Donald Trump got to being the nominee and then the president, the more and more it got him. And none of them ever looked back. I think that, I mean, here's what we know for sure. We do know that everyone in the campaign up through Donald Trump himself did not believe that he was going to win the election. I mean, none of them really planned for this. Donald Trump himself, when he found out he won, was fairly shocked. So you're absolutely (laughs) right. Melania wept. Right. So you're absolutely right that their mindset during the campaign was, and I think Donald Trump, by the way, said this last time we had a Trump Tower Moscow story. He said, like, well, yeah, there's nothing, remember, very legal, very cool. And uh, <laughs> if I didn't win the election, I wanted to make some money and I wanted to have my business. Basically, he just he admitted that. I mean, the, the, there, there's more to sort of back up your interpretation of events. One is that they had done basically no preparation for a transition, right? right. They, they didn't think they were going to win. The other is, in my mind, you, you if you go back and look at how, uh, how like Trump's aspect changed after he won and like both right before and right after he took office, it was sort of like, I won. Oh, shit. They're going to come looking for all the crimes that we committed. Right. And, he, and he pivoted to this, like, got to cover everything up, got to obstruct justice. I mean, I think it's very possible that he also told Mike Flynn to lie, which in, Mike Flynn then did lie to the FBI. And, and then he said to Comey, please let Flynn go. Right. And then when Comey wouldn't do that, then he fired Comey. I mean, <laughs> these were, these <laughs> it were things, all makes sense. These were, th- these were things that he never thought he'd have to tell everyone to lie about because I think it, you know, everyone was going to kind of disband. Well, 
you know, we gave it our all. Right, didn't right. work out. And and you let's know, let's jump back into that deal. Just let's get it, that tower. In the nature of things, you know, uh, it would look pretty bad if if the Hillary Clinton Justice Department started prosecuting the the Trump campaign. So they just kind of assumed they'd get away with it all. Right. It's a little bit like you know when in this when like on the Sopranos they would take over a sporting goods store. You know, their goal was not to sell kayaks. Their goal was to strip the copper out of the walls and use it as a place to launder money. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they become the best sports store in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? (laughs) They become president of sports? (laughs) Keep going. Is it so is it possible that Trump also uh He's not just not just content with suborning perjury by by tell asking Michael Cohen to commit perjury. Is it possible that he committed perjury himself and lied to Mueller? I mean, I Trump obstructs justice in various ways in public all the time, right? He just today uh like sort of subtly threatened Michael Cohen's father-in-law. Mm. It's not very subtly, Brian. Right. Okay. <laughs> no. Um just he tweeted about him like like basically he's trying to sick prosecutors or some other goons onto Michael Cohen's father-in-law to get him to not testify uh, to incriminating facts before Congress next month, right? So he does this shit all the time, and it's it's super illegal, and it's definitely impeachable, but for whatever reason, we like have been waiting for evidence of, uh, you know, one of these impeachable um, crimes to, to kind of fall into our laps and have it match um, you know, uh, uh, something that formed the basis of, of an impeachment of a past president so that the Republicans who defend Trump and the Democrats who are hesitant to talk about impeachment have nowhere to run. Like, they right. can't claim this is sort slightly different or we don't have enough information to substantiate this or, you know, we don't know if prosecutors would really regard that tweet as witness tampering or whatever. Like, this, if the if the report is is accurate and Congress can substantiate it all, then it is like on all fours exactly what Congress has used as a basis of impeachment in the past. So, so that's one reason why it's a bombshell. Um, the other reason it's a bombshell is because it suggests there's an active cover-up of much worse crimes, right? You don't get yeah, in that's this deep... Why, so yeah, the, the, the big question is, why did they lie? Why did Michael Cohen lie? Why did Donald Trump direct him to lie about this right. deal? If this is just a real estate deal in Russia. He's a private citizen running for president. Right. Maybe it looks bad, but why Why lie about, you know, oh, it was over in January and not June. Like, what? why Why do, go to this length to cover this up? I mean, my suspicion is that there was a big quid pro quo deal that uh, um, involved Russia committing crimes on Trump's behalf to win the election, and in exchange, he promised them certain deliverables. Um, in Syria, in uh, Ukraine, um, NATO in, lifting sanctions, sanctions etc., on and on down the line, and and that this is in some sense provable, and so you need to engage in a big cover-up. So, do I think that he possibly not just told Michael Cohen to lie under oath, but also in his answers to Robert Mueller, uh, for the record, that he he might have lied himself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 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 pattern here is clear, and Trump being a liar is super well known he's lied under oath in the past it's also worth remembering too that in the oh shit phase we won right one of his first acts as as president-elect is to war is to publicly let vladimir putin know that he doesn't need to worry 
about whatever Barack Obama says right. about sanctions. That in that immediate moment, you can imagine. Well, that's what he told. Yeah, that's what he told Flynn to right. tell the Russian ambassador, which got Flynn in trouble. And you can imagine there he's wrestling with this incredible jam he's now found himself in, which is uh, he <laughs> he wanted a tower. He wanted a tower. He made a bunch of promises. But what he wanted was the tower. And now all of a sudden, he is in cahoots with Vladimir Putin. He has to be nice to him because Vladimir Putin knows about all the shit that, that went on during the campaign. So that is such a key point mm-hmm. here is that because everyone's like, you know, what does Putin have on Trump? Is it the P-tape, right? Um, but what, Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> all right. right. Yeah, all we, right. I should, we should mention, we should let people know that uh, Brian is covered in red string um, uh, he and he also came in with a bunch of wax sealed envelopes all right and uh, he's dropping them all over the place i don't even know what that's it's right. just yeah. bizarre he says he's got to get them to his dead drop okay i don't know what that i don't know what he where who's picking those things up so 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 yes the p-tape may exist but uh putin for a long time now has had a, a lot of blackmail on donald trump and donald trump's known it because putin has known for years now mm-hmm. That Donald Trump has been lying about his contacts with Russia and about this Trump Tower deal and this, the whole and, time. And, Putin's and, known. And this dovetails with a story that was like, you know, a century ago earlier this week, I think, where where we were kind of marveling about the fact that Trump has gone to great lengths to conceal uh, transcripts and notes about his private conversations right. with, with Vladimir Putin, right. like five different conversations over the course of the last two years, um, you know, all we can do is speculate. But like, if you were being essentially extorted by uh, the leader of a different country because they had inf- compromising information on you, um, in this case uh, about Trump Tower, but also possibly about um, the P tape, um, or possibly just about other long, uh, long-standing financial entanglements. With nefarious and yeah, money laundering, money, sure. nefarious organizations, Russian oligarchs, which Trump has been sort of in bed with for a very long time in one way or right. another. We are just left to wonder whether one reason um, Trump is wants all of those uh, transcripts, the, I guess they're not transcripts, notes from, from his interpreters uh, to be withheld from his own government is because in those meetings there is some indication that he's being extorted, right? Um, whether it's, you know, super overt or not, that uh, that uh, Trump has leverage over him and exerts it when they meet privately. And, you know, uh, our friend Marcy Wheeler, who we've had on the pod before, points out, too, that this wasn't just a real estate deal with any old company in some foreign mm-hmm. country. This was a real estate deal that involved partnering with Russian banks that were under U.S. sanctions. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing that Cohen and possibly Trump may have known, that they were about to enter into this deal with the Russian government for a real estate deal, and the funding had to come from a bank that was under sanctions by the United States, which that's not just any real estate deal. (laughs) I mean, is it possible this is just the producers, that that's all this has been the whole time? They just needed the show to tank, and it fucking was a hit? Yeah. It's the producers with Russian oligarchs and international conspiracies to defraud the United States. The other, um, the other piece of this, too, which is always worth coming back to, is like, yeah, like look, we, know, but we, we, we have a lot of data about decisions that have been made. We're trying to put together a lot of deeply strange, unique circumstances about Donald Trump and his behavior. Uh, and uh, we don't have all the answers, and we don't know what Mueller knows. We don't know what has been overtorked or not. And one thing I always come back to is Donald Trump doesn't care about 
America's global interests. He doesn't care about NATO. He has no personal ideology. It would be so valuable for Donald Trump to rebuke Vladimir Putin in some way. It would be so useful to him with Republicans to go out to the podium and say, do I think it would be good if we got along with Russia? You can even give him that. Yes. But Russia attacks journalists and it undermines NATO. And I love the, and we love this country. And we're going to make sure that we stand up for American values. Mm-hmm. The 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 political windfall for him for, for engaging in just that small amount of Republican orthodoxy would be a huge relief for the for the weak need Republicans in the Senate. And he won't do it. Well, he, he won't do it. More to the point, I think he acts as though he realizes that the fact that the the Russia-U.S. relationship has deteriorated under his presidency is a threat to him, because it, when he when he talks about um, the Russia investigation, his meetings with Putin, it's all there's always this backdrop of you know it would be great if we could be friends, but there's all there's the the witch hunt and there's this, and so it's impeding me from from you know making a deal with Putin. It it almost sounds like what he's saying is like trying to bide himself time in a way yeah. that like he was supposed like his his being elected was supposed to uh, redound to to Putin's benefits in X Y Z ways and it's it's not really happening at least not as fully as it as it could and 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 Trump seems to worry that like if he doesn't like deliver that what you know. Uh, you know, Putin has receipts, essentially. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about what's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. You know, you know, you know. Have you been able to squeeze that special thing into your schedule, John? Yeah, that's. I think it's thanks to therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it, Mm -hmm. more time for you. I, uh, you know, because we've been doing what a weekday. Mm -hmm. I actually put that in my therapy spot. You know, I I replaced therapy with doing an extra podcast. Mm. It was a huge mistake. So, uh, what do you spend time doing in therapy now? Well, now I brought therapy back. I added therapy back to another time because uh, it turns out talking. That's going to make the jokes better. Well, it's only going to make things better for the team. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PSA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash PSA. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. 
Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5GB data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Reclaim your time now that you can listen to four weekly ads-free episodes across Pod Save America and Pod Save the World. There's never been a better time to join Cricket's Friend of the Pod subscription community. The marketing people say that listening ads-free saves you up to two hours of ad listening each month. Imagine the possibilities. You know what you can do with two extra hours a week? You can listen, listen to, to two, more podcasts. Exactly. Ah, two more episodes. Uh, That's yeah. two more episodes. Yeah. Get more stuff in your brain. Yeah. Get more stuff in that more brain. More stuff and content in there like, yeah, uh, like you're a foie gras. <laughs> Become a member today. Go to cricket.com slash friends now to learn more. So let's talk about what happens next. Um, I imagine right now that reporters at the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, everywhere else are trying to confirm this story. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to say a little about the story itself and these reporters, you know, Leopold and Cormier uh, Cormier, uh, also broke the original Trump Tower Moscow story um, a long time ago now, which was basically 100% corroborated by Mueller's sentencing memo on Cohen. So their first bit of reporting was completely accurate the sourcing in that original story was uh according to two fbi agents Mm -hmm. the sourcing in this story that we're talking about now is according to two federal law enforcement officials so it is similar sourcing Mm -hmm. so so you know people are going to talk about you know is the story true can we confirm it other uh outlets are going to try to confirm it but you know their reporting has been has held up in the past so i guess people are going to try to confirm the story um, if they're wrong, we'll just take this episode down. Yeah, we'll just take it down. Uh, <laughs> what happens in what happens in Congress now? Um, we have not heard a lot from Republicans today. They're all they're all they're doing yeah. their sort of like uh, it's, they're not doing their I haven't read the story yet or he's just an unusual president thing. <laughs> so far, they're just not talking at all. They're well, all like disappeared. There was a, um, a Kevin McCarthy shaped hole in the side of the Capitol, <laughs> um, and apparently he uh, there was a cartoon like trail. That went all the way from D.C. to an avocado field in the Central Valley of California. Uh, and that's where his his trail does run cold. So, um, Democrats, you know, uh, Joaquin Castro, a congressman from Texas, said he should be impeached or resign if this is true. Yeah. Schiff, Chris Murphy, all these other people are they're They're pretty they're, they said they're going to investigate. I this. thought Murphy's statement was the most interesting. He was, he was basically like we can't it, look if, if Robert Mueller is treating this like any other investigation and eventual prosecution, right? Uh, he's going to wait until he's ready to uh, seek an indictment. He's going to get an indictment. It's going to name the people, at least in, you know, on the obstruction side of things, who obstructed justice, and it'll either include Trump's name or it'll refer to him as individual one. And we don't know how long that's going to take. And if it takes until well into this year, then you're getting so close to the election that it's impossible for Congress to do. It's It's job, you know, to begin impeachment proceedings without it getting tangled up in the election process. And he's saying, we don't need to wait for Mueller to finish to start doing this ourselves. Like, I think that there is that like, was strong. There is growing there's growing um, a growing demand among Democrats to start getting their hands on some of this evidence, whether from Mueller directly or from the same sources Mueller pulled from himself. That's important, too, for another reason. You know, uh, we are. <laughs> It is amazing how history repeats itself. But, you know, we're we're basically slowly filling out the Nixon Mad Libs for impeachment. Right. (laughs) And 
So you have one article of impeachment against Nixon. It's around obstruction of justice. You have a second article of impeachment against Nixon. It's basically about breaking the law yeah. uh, and you know misusing the office. And then, But there is a third article of impeachment, and it's basically not allowing Congress to do its job yeah. to investigate Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons it's really important to get Congress in the game is because we will learn a lot about what Donald Trump does and doesn't do, how his team cooperates and doesn't cooperate, who is willing to testify, who requires a subpoena. All of that will be uh, informative, even as it uh, kind of runs behind what Robert Mueller yeah, is doing. Yeah, I mean, the, this is an investigation of how exactly Donald Trump betrayed his country, right? And yeah. the obstruction the obstruction angle on it is important, but it is as part of a cover-up of the betrayal, right? And And all along, Congress, particularly Democrats in Congress, have treated the Mueller investigation as like, their sort of get out of jail free card for having to take this crisis head on, right? And so that means waiting until Robert Mueller says de- definitively, definitively or not, Donald Trump cheated in the election by partnering with the hostile foreign intelligence service to sabotage Hillary Clinton. That we don't know a whether Robert Mueller is ever going to be able to conclude whether that happened one way or another. He might just go silent on that question if he can't substantiate a full conspiracy that involves Trump, and it. You know, it, it might it might drag on past the election. We we need clarity on this sooner than we can get it if Congress is going to sit on its hands until Mueller's done. It's also not it's all like they have two different jobs. Mm-hmm. Robert Mueller's job is to prove crimes. Yeah, it is Congress's job to find the truth. Yeah. And those are different responsibilities. And well, it's, it's Mueller's it's, job to, you know, prove the truth true. But like like uh, Brian said, not on any not on anyone's timeline but his own but not not on anyone. meanwhile we have but, crimes piling up now yeah but right? it's not even about but no but it is, it, it is he has a specific mission right it is it is an investigation of potential crimes and and congress's job is to oversee the administration in a much broader way obviously they should try to uncover crimes if they exist but also just general incompetence malfeasance things that might not rise to the level of disloyalty. crimes disloyalty etc these are more complicated subtle distinctions and still worthy of our knowing so you know we end with one day to uh circle on your calendars february 7th michael cohen will be testifying again before congress um now i heard uh, anthony cormier say today that his sources told him that cohen did cut a deal with Mueller to say you know i will not talk about in in my testimony anything that is still mm-hmm. under investigation by the Mueller by Mueller. So you can imagine that there may be some questions that Cohen gets where he's going to say like I can't say yeah. but this is but what do you think we could we might be able to learn? What what would you want to ask Michael Cohen? Who? <laughs> I think I would just ask him did Trump ask you to lie under oath to Congress because he was worried about more damning things that might come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um because that way, he doesn't have to say anything about whether there was a hotel involved or the hotel was in Moscow and whether that hotel was going to be a prize for, you know, uh, Syria and Ukraine. Right. Um, he can just say, yes, there was there there was much worse stuff happening. And that's why he wanted me to lie. Um, that's probably where I'd go. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to be uh, looking out for any indication that Trump's threats to Cohen's father in law are are having an effect. I mean, yeah. Cohen hasn't been subpoenaed as far as I know. Uh, and, you know, he's going to be sentenced to prison shortly after he's scheduled to testify. And Trump's goal seems to be to try to 
get Cohen to shut his mouth one way or another. I mean, this is like Such incredible gangster mobster. shit, right? Yeah. Oh my um, god! And and it's not crazy to me to to imagine that uh, that Cohen will will get nervous and will want to not talk about things that might implicate his uh, you know his family's business, the taxi cab stuff, the Trump you know his 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 role in the Trump organization aside from Russia. Um, you know, it makes me it makes me really nervous that he might he might that Trump might succeed in tampering with this witness. Also, it's worth keeping in mind that Michael Cohen is a degenerate liar, uh, a criminal and um, has been sort of chastised by uh, prosecutors for not being cooperative fully. Uh, he, but, you know, he's he got a better he got a better <laughs> he got a better record. He got a better grade from Mueller yeah. than he did from from uh, prosecutors in New York. And that that is important. His incentives have changed. I mean, I, I am not vouching for Michael Cohen in any way, but but. All of his criminal behavior occurred when he was in Trump's good graces, and he has slid so far out of Trump's good graces that he's going to prison with no hope of a pardon. He's lost, you know, if he has not already been disbarred, he will be. Um, You know, all all he wants is to be able to get out of prison and spend some time with his family without being destitute, right? Twist, 2020 candidates pledge to pardon Michael Cohen now. <laughs> Who's No. <laughs> Michael Cohen, welcome to the resistance. Yeah, I mean, look, from Mueller's perspective, whether Cohen is a liar or not is is has been so far moot because yeah. everything that Michael Cohen, everything that he has attributed to Michael Cohen has been backed up yeah. by emails, texts, yeah. documents, well, all the rest. Well, except everything we have seen, it all, we don't know. It all we filters through reporting. Right, it right, all filters right. through reporting, and we don't know what Robert Mueller has not been able to corroborate, corroborate from Michael Cohen. You know, one, one other thing I'd add is a lot of this has to, you know, there, there's plenty of this story that exists in conversations, one-on-one conversations between Donald Trump and Michael Cohen, and we are relying on the fact that these things can be corroborated outside of those conversations. Yeah. But sometimes it may not be possible. I just, sure. think, I just think it's worth keeping in mind that Cohen's incentives are completely different. Like, who benefits from him lying under oath when Trump has his back, when Trump might pardon, when they have a lot of money at stake? Um, you know, the the idea that, that you might lie to Congress and hopefully get away with it, like, there's also, a logic to also, it. Also, he's not lying to Congress. It's bad. You shouldn't his, do it. Lying yeah. to Congress doesn't reduce his sentence anymore. Right, exactly. So, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's already half pregnant with lying to Congress. Well, <laughs> I guess we're right. The one, thing you, the one thing we do not know is what crimes connected to Trump or otherwise Michael Cohen has still not right. been proven to have committed and what money he is relying on outs- from those right. Act. So many crimes, so little time. Okay, <laughs> that, is, uh, that is all we have for today. Thank you, Brian Boiler, for joining us. That's a title, by the way. <laughs> so, too yeah, many crimes. Too many crimes. Uh, all right, everyone. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you. We'll. We'll have the next pod on Tuesday of next week. Have a good. Uh, have a good long weekend. Keep a lookout for that impeachment eagle soaring, soaring <laughs> majestically. There it goes over the nation's capital. That 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 unmistakable cry. Furloughed workers looking up overhead. The marshal of the Supreme Court. End of it. End of podcast. Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. 
And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com.